makes us unique. I do believe that uh, on one hand, it's definitely uh, the the human potential we might be having within the team. So all my colleagues and all the team, all the staff uh, that we have, uh, I think uh, because if we are speaking purely about online, obviously, we try to transmit it to our students. So even though uh, often the, the, the feeling about studying online is it's cold, it's distant, uh, it's something that perhaps uh, I often cannot see the progress perhaps. Uh, how Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today I'm here with Lucas Dorda. And Lucas, first of all, how are you? Thanks, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. You are just uh, you just caught me in the middle of uh, starting a completely new track with our new masters and postgraduates. So this is usually <laughs> a kind of crazy week, but uh, I'm fine. I cannot complain. Uh, I prefer it this way because it would be sad if uh, we would have we wouldn't have anyone uh, starting the new courses right now. So right, I'm right. Fine. I mean, like you got to look at the bright side, and I guess you know it's a great way for you to kind of calm down a little bit with just doing a podcast recording, being on a podcast. And uh, yeah, we're going to share a little bit about your background, your journey in the sport industry, a little bit about obviously the work at UN Croatia Institute, a lot of tips, insights you have as well for people looking for programs, what they're seeking, what tips you might have. Why don't we, why don't we start, you know, very simple, very easy, like talk a little about, you know, your journey in the sport industry. How, how did it all begin for you? All right, do you want the short version or the long version? Because obviously there are always different versions. <laughs> in my case, in my case, I'm always happy to say, basically in a nutshell, that uh, sports obviously has been my passion all my life. To be honest, I've been playing different sports, uh, trying to make it as a football player. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out uh, for for different reasons. I wasn't, to be honest, that good when it actually mattered. Yep. And also, uh, my knee, uh, I had five surgeries on my right knee, so basically that was basically the end of my career, even before it actually started. So I always knew that sport is something I wanted to be close to. Uh, when uh, I finished my football career, there were possibilities of being a referee, which was like a no-go, because I was never the type of player that was good to the referees. Uh, <laughs> or uh, coaching, which was also not something I was interested in. I tried it as a journalist, so I was doing uh, some sort of uh, resumes of different sports, especially winter sports, okay. um, which was interesting. Obviously, ice hockey as well and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, when I was 15, 16, I was just doing uh, some sort of work for an agency that was helping organize uh, the Slovak Football Federation and uh, different hospitality stuff. And uh, for big games, or both of the national team or the teams that were playing uh, in UEFA competitions. Yeah. So from that time onwards, I just started to enjoy the fact that, wow, I understood that uh, there is sports and something like a sports business. And I was like, wow, I, I want to go in. So right. for me, it basically started with the fact that once I finished my university degree, started to travel a little bit because I already had some experience working in sports for different agencies. So I learned the languages and then obviously I actually have done several masters with Johan Cruyff Institute. So it's nice. not something that uh, it just came out of no out of nowhere. Right. right. And uh, in the last 15 years, I've been working purely in sports industry, mainly sports marketing, sports sponsorship, uh, fun engagement. Uh, and I've seen it from different perspectives, working for brands like Reebok, Adidas, uh, marketing departments, uh, working for different agencies, small ones or bigger ones, doing a little bit of everything from brand activation, market analysis, to sponsorship activation, et 
etc and yep. then doing a lot of consultancy uh for you name it uh different stakeholders be it uh, leagues uh be it clubs be it federations uh mainly uh focus on marketing and fun engagement sure. so yeah that's basically how i got into the industry um I got a partially lucky because obviously I was uh, growing up in a country where sports management at the time was not super big thing. But uh, like I said, from very early age, I was already understanding that uh, this is something that I could try to make my career in. Yep. So yeah, I worked up. I worked it up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just that passion, dedication, and then opportunity when it arrives. Right. And I, I think it's also, you know, an interesting thing that you mentioned in terms of, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you just kind of didn't step in in Yuan Cruyff Institute like randomly at a job, but you were kind of already part of that community. And I guess we kind of, you know, probably will touch upon that later, but it also provides, you know, the importance of looking, okay, who are the, you know, the people that knows the school, that knows the system, like obviously becoming an asset later on for the university and, and institute. But now obviously you're you're the director of the online programs at Yuan Cruyff Institute. So talk a little bit about like, what are some of your key responsibilities? What are some of the tasks that you have? Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of those tasks happening right now, as you were mentioning, but, uh, but yeah, feel free to kind of lay it out a little bit. Well, I will start with the thing that uh, if somebody would told me like four years ago that I would be assuming the role I'm assuming right now, I would be like, you're completely crazy because this wasn't something I was actually looking at. Mm. But as things are happening in life, obviously I got the opportunity and I'm very happy that the Institute uh, is basically counting on me and was counting on me before because they got me the opportunity to basically start work with them. Yes, yeah. before I was already doing some teaching for them, but I was still working in different uh, positions. So when I got the possibility to assume the, the, the to be the head of the online programs, it was something that uh, I was obviously feeling uh, to have a lot of responsibility. And I obviously felt like I would like to give back. And this is one of the things that uh, since I took over, uh, we will be discussing it maybe later, how and what we've been doing and how we've been basically trying to change a little bit and adapt uh, the studies. But right. uh, if we are speaking basically about my responsibilities and to reply on your question, just to not come go completely away from it. Yeah, uh, yeah in, in, in a nutshell, uh, trying to keep the, the online programs in the best possible way. So basically try to look for some kind of improvements always when we can, try to hire the best possible professors and obviously maintain uh, our online students uh, happy, guide them, helping them and uh, making them enjoy their virtual stay with us because obviously uh, many of them I don't see throughout the year and I often see them only at the graduation once they are already alumni right. so <laughs> so yeah that that would be a, been a very very in, in, in a nutshell so obviously yeah. if you want to elaborate on that a little bit further we can but I think that's uh, it's pretty obvious by the end of the day it's just to make sure that everything is working everything uh, is, 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 uh, is trying to be better uh, and we obviously try to offer the best possible uh, education uh, in the different uh, programs that we are offering. Right. So talk a little about, obviously, you know, being head of the online programs at Young Corp Institute. Uh, obviously, you know, if you could cover, like, what are some of the online programs you're offering? A little bit about how they're structured. Talk a little about, you know, what are the possibilities for, for those that are looking for online programs at JCI? Well, this is a very interesting question because by the end of the day, uh, as the world sports industry is evolving, as you, as you, as you know, and as yeah. everybody is already knowing it because it's like what was working, let's say one week ago or what they, if there was a new trend, it's changing constantly. Right. So we basically try to adapt 
our uh, online offering or the offering of online programs to precisely to that. Uh, I'm not saying it's an easy task, it's definitely sure. not, but we obviously try to make it uh, up to date. Uh, we try to make it hands-on. So if we will go to the different areas, Nowadays, and I'm speaking nowadays because maybe in the upcoming months there will be some some changes. But as we speak today, yeah. uh, we do offer several masters, several postgraduates, and several fundamental courses. What's the difference? Uh, if we start with the masters, obviously the main areas of, of that that we focus on, it's sports management on one hand, uh, sports marketing and sponsorship on the other hand. And then uh, recently, uh, one year ago, more or less, not even one year ago, we've launched a brand new uh, master in football business uh, online, obviously. Nice. So that would be the three key areas uh, that we are focusing on. And obviously that goes for also. So if you go down from the masters to postgraduates, we have three postgraduates that are basically dedicated to the same areas. Football business, marketing and sponsorship and sports management. And the fundamental courses, uh, those are the, let's say, yeah, it's as it states as it is stated in the name, uh, basic courses that often helps uh, with the transition to a former athletes that perhaps haven't studied for twenty years and right. uh, they would like to do the master, but perhaps they are not feeling prepared to go straight away for something mm -hmm. like like a master or postgraduate because obviously the the, the difficulties that might that they might be having are more complicated. So yeah. they would rather go for something easier at the beginning. Uh, so those are the fundamental courses, which is uh, football business and sport management. So basically, uh, these are the three main levels. On top of that, recently we have added something that we like to call a specialized diplomas, which is something between, uh, it's not a postgraduate, it's not a master. Uh, it's uh, a course that is focused on three or four different areas, let's say mm -hmm. sport marketing. So we allow our students to basically pick up uh, three, four courses that will help them and will count if they in the future would like to continue with a postgraduate ah, or master, yeah, yeah. but it will allow them to do a specialized diploma in some particular area without right. actually the hustle that you need to be sure. forming part of some sort of a program like postgraduate or master, yeah. which are definitely more structured. And uh, yeah, also the workload is a little bit higher in that case. So, so <laughs> yeah. This is more or less what we what we offer in terms of uh, the structure within our online programs nowadays. And and talk a bit about like you know obviously you you said you just had a new pool of students online students starting. Uh, what have been some of the programs this uh, this time that have been kind of more I would say uh, you know more high seeking you know from from the potential students like what are what are programs that are like more attractive now. Uh, nowadays, obviously, we've started, we've launched our new editions yesterday. So obviously, it's still very fresh. Uh, there are still uh, some uh, late uh, enrollments, so we are still uh, trying to get through the numbers. But in total, uh, the the incorporation of the new master in football business worked out pretty well, to be honest, because obviously it's like, and it's also something that we were definitely lacking in the online part because we had different right. uh, programs related to football on campus, but we never had something online in terms of a master. We only had the postgraduate. So this is definitely the one that is working pretty well. Uh, and uh, there is a pretty big interest in that. And then obviously the, the typical ones, uh, marketing and sponsorship, uh, it's working pretty well this time because obviously it's a very, yeah, let's, let's, let's say how it is. It's very appealing uh, area to work in. There are many students, but the good thing is that uh, it's not only about students uh, that are coming to us with the fact that they would like to work within this area. We are speaking often about people that are already working in the industry, mm. right? With, with marketing or sponsorship. They just feel like, okay, I would like to, let's say, uh, either uh, add 
some more skills to my repertoire or some people who are just looking forward to maybe refresh their knowledge and also people who would like to perhaps validate that uh, yeah i've been working in a sponsorship for 20 years i don't have any kind of uh, even though it's sad to say but we are living in a world where certificates are to a certain point important right. and the students are looking for to receive some sort of a confirmation or validation mm-hmm. that okay i have the experience but they also have the education to back it up yeah so yeah. so the marketing and sponsorship this year right now it's definitely something that's been working uh, very well that's great and and obviously you know working for young correction center for the last six years and in different roles uh, as well but yeah. what, are, what are some ways that uh, you know, your craft institute separates itself in the market. Like, w- w- what makes it unique? This is a very interesting question. Again, uh, what makes us unique? I do believe that uh, on one hand, it's definitely uh, the the human potential we might be having within the team. So, all my colleagues and all the team, all the staff uh, that we have, uh, I think uh, because if we are speaking purely about online, obviously we try to transmit it to our students. So even though uh, often the, the, the feeling about studying online is it's cold, it's distant, uh, it's something that perhaps uh, I often cannot see the progress perhaps. Uh, however, it offers me flexibility and I don't need right. to change anything. I could stay where I'm staying. Sure. Uh, we try to offer our students something that, and be careful because I have a copyright on this. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we try to offer them some sort of, uh, I call it a human touch. So even though you might be at the other continent, you might be uh, far away uh, from us uh, and we might not see each other, not even at the graduation, because perhaps you won't be able to make it at the end of your studies. uh, We still want to to give you the feeling that we are here for you. We want to help you, we want to accompany you, we want to guide you. So that would be definitely one thing that makes us unique, uh, a part of uh, obviously the, the structural thing or the methodology. In terms of methodology, what we obviously were looking for, we've been doing a lot of uh, lot of research, we've been doing a lot of focus groups, we've been doing a lot of uh, questionnaires with our former students in order to realize what they liked, what they didn't like. Uh, also from my position that uh, I've been a student, even though it seems like a long time ago, but a decade ago, <laughs> of yeah. online courses then i was teaching only online so since i took uh, over the, the the online part we always uh, were looking how to adapt the studies to the students and not the other way around to so make student be the protagonist the the person that is actually in the middle of everything right uh, again i know that this might sound like a cliche but we definitely want to put the students in this position so they could uh, actually feel like okay we are here we with we i meaning the staff the, the professors the teaching pool etc so uh because of that uh since like four years ago we started with something that uh the students might personalize or tailor made their studies so they could uh if they're doing master uh basically the master is 60 credits uh in order to obtain the 60 credits you need to do different courses we split them in different uh categories or different groups so they're obviously mandatory and then then there are some electives so in our for our online course uh, for our online masters the students have the possibility to basically uh take almost half of their of their studies in a master uh and choose and tailor made their itinerary based on the electives that they prefer right. so out of those 60 credits 27 are electives which is something that uh it's interesting because when i was doing a master i didn't have the possibility it was basically a closed <laughs> one it was like uh, you do this then you do that then you do that right. On the other hand, we also understand that uh, the students are coming to us based on our segmentation and the profiles we are having. The people are 
they are adults. We are treating them like adults. Uh, and uh, we give them a lot of responsibility because it's right. up to them to choose the electives and to organize their itineraries. Because obviously, we, we've learned this through the professional athletes or some of the professional athletes that studied with us. Because, for example, we had cyclists. Cyclists that are going to Tour, Giro, Vuelta. And for them, obviously, it was very difficult to follow the, the let's say, ordinary, traditional uh, academic yeah. itinerary. Because if you are basically going to cycle for six hours a day uh, through different mountains, the last thing you want to do afterwards, it's basically study and work on some sort of assignment. So yeah. then we started to give the students the freedom. Okay, if you know that, let's say, in May, for three weeks, you have some event, you have something, uh, doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not an athlete, uh, you could basically organize your itinerary and you don't need to put any courses in May if you don't want to, because you could put them in, in, other, in, in other slots. Right. So this is something that uh, it's obviously related with, uh, with the flexibility, which is right. often the, one of the unique selling points of many online courses. But uh, we definitely want to go a little bit one or two steps further with the word of flexibility and actually give it to our students. So this right. is something that we've been we've been trying to apply. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's always interesting. Right. And I think, you know, one of the key things, whether that's, you know, in business or in education, right, you have to be adaptable, right, to to how the hmm. How the industry is moving forward and then you're talking about like you know obviously the flexibility uh like the electives and all this and 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 i wanted to you know if you could just lightly just touch upon like what what are some of you know the the new electives courses you know part of the masters or programs that i kind of like just come up recently that it's just okay yeah we got to follow the trends we got to kind of you know mm -hmm. educate on the things that are really booming yeah. Yeah, we've been trying, like I said, we are trying to follow the trends. We are trying to do something in order to 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 bring closer the industry to the students. So, for example, because of this, in the last two, three years, we've created new courses like uh, fun engagement, esports, sustainability in sports that are forming part of, of, of some of the programs. Yeah. Then for the for the football business master, we've created courses that are related with uh, commercial management, uh, branding in football revenue generation and digital transformation. Uh, so those are the different aspects that we do believe that are growing massively. Uh, and we do believe that we could help our students to understand what's going on. Because obviously it's like for many students, uh, the topic of esports, it's completely new, especially right. like I said, if you are speaking about our segments of students who are maybe in their late 30s, early 40s, uh, yeah, maybe they've played some games at consoles when they were younger, but obviously they, the esports is obviously much more than that. Yeah. So we just try to try to help them to understand that there are much more possibilities. And it's also one of the aspects of the, of the studies on, online in general, that we try to help our students to not only help them to get the competitive edge on the market, but also help them perhaps to uh, understand and know where they could contribute based on their mm -hmm. skill set, based on what they know, on, of, of their knowledge, of their previous background. Because if they are, let's say, going for a master, the master helps them not only to realize, okay, I'm good at this, but they could also realize, oh, maybe this is an area that I'm not interested in anymore because I felt like this could be interesting. But yeah. if I need to work in that, perhaps I'm not interested anymore. Nice. So it's also, it's like uh, sub subtracting some things that perhaps they are not interested in at all. No, so it, this is also a good thing. You know, it's a good point in terms of just, you know, finding out, you know, what is working, what is not working, what you like, what you yeah. don't like. You know, it's equally important 
as as you know okay i want to work in sports right but then you kind of you know there's so many possibilities but but since we're kind of like in, in the i'm gonna say ending up in a stage here with like before you kind of joining this program I, I think it kind of makes sense to talk a little about you know especially today as well you were talking about like what makes you and institute unique right and as you were saying there's a lot of online programs there's a, there's a lot of options to choose from when it comes to sports education and and just just from like a general level i guess in a sense like what key points should potential students look at then when evaluating programs you know things that they're looking for like what are some tips that you have that that you would bring out to them obviously uh it depends it's very individually based uh in my opinion if somebody is i'm speaking again purely about the online programs because i'm not an expert in on-campus programs but uh, okay. if somebody uh decides to study online he or she has to accept that uh, it's completely different sort of animal than let's say traditional studies right if somebody wants to have that, that some sort of feeling that oh I need to have a contact with somebody every single day mm. like if i'm going to a class at the university then the online is definitely not for that person. I'm being maybe too direct or too honest, but uh, this is definitely something that when I'm evaluating what I want to do, I always recommend, and it's very good to see that many of our students are doing the research. When I'm having the admission interviews with our master students, uh, I'm always asking, why us? And uh, for them, they're basically doing some sort of benchmarking. They were going through different possibilities on the market. Then obviously uh, they check the rankings. Uh, we've been going steadily up in the last few years, which is which is good. Uh, we still have some 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 small space to grow, so hopefully we will. We will. But uh, for many students, the main point is obviously uh, how they've been treated. For example, so the whole enrollment process, the whole application process. That's also very very important. So we always try to to reply as soon as possible. We always try to make them feel welcome. So uh, for me, first and foremost, uh, what they want to do and why they want to study. If it is just because they are thinking like, oh, I would like to work in sports. That's good. Like you said before, that's a very, very, very uh, big <laughs> area to think about. So then yeah. they need to decide, they need to decide, is it sports, which one? Is it football? Wow, if it is football, okay, there is a master for football business. Then you need to check different ones. Do you want to study online or on campus? If you know that uh, you cannot afford to study on campus because you don't, time-wise, you cannot afford it, then start to check different online programs that are dedicated to the to that particular area where you want to study right. and compare them and maybe contact uh, the different entities and then let's see who, who treats you better or which one do you like do you like more so right. that would be something i actually i was doing it and I, i'm speaking about 2011 when there wasn't that much offer uh, as you can see i'm i'm almost ancient and i'm when i'm thinking about it i've done my master when i was like 24 or something or 25 right and that's a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, time, time flies time time flies fast you know and now you're you're sitting a bit on the other table right and providing that yeah. knowledge back on the other side and yeah the, the, i mean like it's some really good tips and insight here you know in terms of you know just essentially doing the research you know evaluating and and i think one of the key things you're talking about too is is have that conversation right with the staff with the students you know try to really understand the vibe and, and i wanted to obviously you know since you're kind of like more than the expert on the online programs just you touch obviously a little bit upon you know what makes it different but can you kind of like elaborate a little bit on like what like what are some things that people should think about going into like an online program kind of you know maybe, maybe this is like a first time like they're kind of thinking okay mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I maybe don't have the commitment or possibility or resources to to move somewhere yet, but I want to kind of, you know, go like an online route. Like, 
talk a little about just just that process of the online program side of things. I think I think the main difference between online and on campus is the fact that on campus is very much uh, you need to go to a class because obviously there are mandatory classes. You need to sit in the class and you just hope that once you will go there, something will stick on you. And uh, you have the, the touchy feeling, isn't it? That you just, uh, you're in touch with your classmates, with your professors on a daily basis, or if it is some sort of a blended master or blended studies, or at least a weekly basis. Yeah. In online, obviously, it's completely opposite. So if uh, the students in on-campus are, let's say, more reactive, and online, they need to be more proactive. Proactive in which way? Especially in communication. Because we, and I'm speaking in general about online learning, it's very difficult to go and track every single of the online students on a daily basis and like, oh yeah, do you need something? Can we help you with something? That's right. almost impossible. Yeah. So what we try, we always encourage our students to ask. There are no stupid questions. There are no silly questions because sometimes it could be like, oh, I don't know how to upload a document on the virtual platform. Sure. So yeah, obviously for someone like me, I've done it. I don't know how many millions times. So it could be like, oh yeah, it's just like this. But then we never try to just tell it to the students like this. We always try to encourage them. No worries, feel free to ask. So obviously uh, they need to be proactive in communicating. And also the students need to realize that uh, if ever something happens, uh, and we are always here to help uh, because with, with something happens, I'm especially referring like, let's say the pandemic, uh, that was definitely an eye opener in many different ways. Uh, because suddenly students that were brilliant, brilliant, I mean, like for six months, they've been doing an uh, amazing job as a students in different courses, having amazing grades, suddenly they disappeared, disappeared because um, they lost jobs, because uh, they had completely different problems through, throughout the pandemic. Yeah. So obviously, we've tried to reach out, we've tried to see how we can help, because obviously, for some of them, it was difficult, to, let's say, pay the rest of the, of the studies. So we were always there to try to find a solution that would be good for everyone, not just for us as the entity, but also for, especially for the student. So uh, what I'm referring to is, is the, the, the communication is definitely the key. And then obviously uh, being organized, being committed, because um, we always think about the fact that if our online students, uh, how they are based on the profiles they have, for them, the studies are never on the first place and it shouldn't be. We are not even expecting it because that would be a lie. We always understand the fact that uh, they have their working commitments. So they have their professional life, they have their private life, and then they have their studies. They need to find the balance between it, but it would be a lie to expect that from our students, we expect that, uh, oh yeah, you just need to dedicate everything to the studies. The master is not a, it's not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. It's a roller coaster as well. Yeah. So yeah. we just want them to understand that uh, if you basically decide to start studies with us, you need to stay committed. You need to find a way when and how you will be allocating the hours to the studies. Because obviously there are some readings, there are some podcasts, there are some videos, there are some live sessions that if you can participate, you need to watch yeah. them or it's recommendable to watch them. And uh, that requires time because by the end of the day, the more you will give it to, to the studies, the more you will get. Right. So. Uh, for me, that would be the, the, the most important difference uh, between on-campus and online. Yeah. To understand that uh, often it will need to come from you and not that somebody is there to push you every single day in a class, right. like you need to do that, you need to do yeah. that. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, though. but I think also based on what you were saying in, in terms of like, okay, maybe like the online master or program, like it's not your prior, like number one priority, right? And, and in that sense, you know, having that flexibility in, in the day, whether that's, you know, like the electives, like when you're doing your stuff, as you've talked about with different athletes, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
that that part is like even more critical because it's not like the number one thing that you're focusing on right so you need that flexibility if not it's going to be difficult right which i'm sure exactly figure out but it makes exactly. it, it, it makes a lot of sense so last year we're about to run out of time i just wanted to ask you you know we, we talked a lot about you know tips insights from like you know being a student online programs all this stuff but you also done a lot of work in the sport industry so what tips do you have for students you know looking to get a career in sports like working in the industry uh you know obviously you know you can tie it into the programs as well but 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 what are some tips you have for for people looking to get it get their foot in the door the, the most important thing, obviously, would be contact, so networking. One of the things that I didn't mention before, and it's something that we put a lot of emphasis as well, even in the online programs, it's obviously to try to help our students to build their network of contacts. Uh, the more contacts you have, and with contacts, I'm not referring how many people you are following or are being or are following you on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. It's definitely a useful tool. It's helpful tool to, to realize who is where. But by the end of the day, uh, by networking, I'm referring to uh, actually knowing the people, meeting with them, having the possibility to maybe have a, a quick chat with somebody on some kind of sport congresses or whatever, right. because that's definitely one thing that could help you for the future. Yeah. And then obviously understanding uh, what you are good at, because if it is like, like we spoke before, uh, sport business, wow, that's a very, very... Uh, huge range of possibilities so if you know that you're not good at sales don't even try to apply for for job in sales because most probably you will fail if you will not fail you will not enjoy that uh i'm speaking this is from my own experience i'm not good at sales i'm not a salesman uh, i was working in some positions where sales were, were a big part of the job i didn't fail completely but uh i didn't enjoy it at all so uh, that's also a big part of understanding. And I, obviously that goes for any kind of industry, not only sports, but in sports specifically. If you know that you are creatively based, okay, obviously maybe marketing would be for you. But uh, if you are good with analytical things, maybe whatever it is related with uh, market analysis, whatever it is related with strategy, whatever it is related with uh, analyzing the market, that's perfect. But yeah. uh, I would always recommend to know or try to understand uh, what you are good at. And based on that, obviously, try to go towards that particular way. Because I've seen it many times with some of our students who perhaps are at some sort, some sort of a crossroads, like they don't know where to go. Because, and I'm speaking about young people like in their early twenties, I'm speaking about people that perhaps uh, were professional athletes, they finished and they are like maybe coaching, maybe management, I still right. don't know. So I'm doing a master related with coaching. I'm doing a master related with, uh, with, uh, with management. Right. So obviously it, it's good to keep your options open. But yep. on the other hand, once you decide like, oh yeah, this is the thing I would like to do, then yep. go all in and try to try to find your way in. So meet the, the people that are maybe decision makers, do a list of companies where you would like to work, uh, try to find the people that are the decision makers in the departments or HR departments in those companies and yeah, try to connect with them. Right. Seems oh, simple. I... I know. I know it seems simple, but uh... sounds, sounds simple. But you know, a, a lot of work, obviously, to yeah. to to a get work. But but you know, that's where the passion comes in, the love for the sport and mm. the industry comes into place. Well, Lucas, and with that, of course, if, yeah. If no. I may, if yeah. I may ask, if I may add one thing, and it's just sure. very quickly, and also, yeah. if somebody wants to work in sports, he or she needs to realize that when the sports are being consumed, it's evenings and weekends. So if somebody would like to have a job like uh, Monday till Friday and uh, from nine till six, that's, that's no sports. 
forget about it. It's something that uh, you will never actually, uh, or you will very, in a difficult way, you will achieve something like that. So yeah, I'm, I am done, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I think it's a solid final point to bring up. And with that, Lucas, of course, I would like to thank you so much for, for taking the time, you know, for sharing your insights, your tips in this podcast. And of course, for all of you that have been here all the way at the end, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well. So you get weekly tips every week from leaders like Lucas sharing their tips and insight with you. And of course, if you haven't, sign up at sportingglobal.com, you know, connect with people in the industry, you know, find relevant job opportunities, find out, find out some of the online programs, the great programs that, you know, you and Cruyff Institute and some of the other partners that we have are offering. And, and of course, you know, if you, you know, maybe wanna, you know, start a little bit, you know, get your boost into the academic side of things, maybe get like some insights from some organizations, make sure to check out our amazing courses that, Academy, Sporting Global Academy on academy.sportingglobal.com. So check that out. And Lucas, one last thing here that we have to kind of do before we wrap up. And it's kind of like a podcast right. tradition at this point. And I have to I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. <laughs> Come on. Let's try. Let's try. So with every video we do, we always finish with vi snakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. Right. We snuck us. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna say to my favorite Norwegian biathletes when I will meet them. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, he or she, they're gonna be super impressed, and, and it, those things means a lot for us Norwegians. So, <laughs> very happy, very happy to hear that. Thank you very much for having me. Ola. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lucas. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye bye. Yeah.